started the Way Guest House in Crete three summers ago. So this was our third summer, second first or second full season. And it's been a really cool journey. Um, we have had countless people come through the house from all over the world of different faiths, creeds, and beliefs. And it's been really, really interesting because we've met so many people, had so many good conversations, seen people healed, um, start walking with Jesus. So it's been really cool. We have, it's been a, an interesting evolution um, as far as the practical side, as far as having volunteers as well. Uh, one of the one of the things that's been really interesting that we've noticed this summer has been how our we the volunteers that we have come come to stay for anywhere between like three weeks to three months, and our volunteers need to be Christians, and so but one of the things that I've noticed and and that's been strong this summer was how some of the volunteers who come are really struggling in their faith. And so our heart is really to show Christian hospitality and uh, to show the love of God within the context of a family and community because that's so much of the Greek culture as well and, as much and our heart as well. But one of the things that we've noticed is that we find that it's a lot is discipling the volunteers that come. So the volunteers are coming because they want to share, learn about hospitality, and they want to share their faith. But a lot of them come like super broken. So it's been really interesting to see how – it's been a really, um, it's been a really, yeah, that, that this summer has been really cool and interesting. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been an uh, interesting thing as we see, since it's been now three years, you get to see how God has used um, what we've done because you start to hear the stories of the follow-up, of how when people leave and you maintain relationship and you see where they're at now and when they come back again. Um, so that, that's been cool, like repeat volunteers um, or people who come to Crete and they just feel like their life changes. And there's something about coming to that island where God really gets people's attention. And a lot of people don't know that it's God, but there's something about coming to Crete that really changes, changes people. So we are really blessed to be able to do what we've been doing. Um, the first couple seasons were basically an investment, so we weren't even covering costs. So it was. Um, so now it's been it's been good because I think we it was our first full season where we're actually able to pay our bills. So that's a that's a huge <laughs> blessing. Um, yeah, and it's been really exciting to for the first year to really connect. Um, and make good relationships with locals in our town. Um, we've had a really good connection with a First Christian Coffee House. They're very, very good friends of ours, and so we like to work with them as well. They do ministry specifically with refugees, so like washing clothes, and, and uh, they do like teaching English and Bible studies and stuff, so that's a huge blessing. Um, but one of the things that's been difficult for us is not having young people who know the Lord on our island because our island is extremely isolated. And so I never knew one Christian my age the entire time we lived in Greece um, that lived in the island that was a Greek. So now this summer I've, you know, I've found like five and, and it's been like, whoa, a gold mine. <laughs> 
So it's been very exciting because I've felt for the first time how, wow, there are people here that you could, that we could build community. There, there's a place where when we meet young people and we have discussions and they're interested in Jesus, we have, put pe we have people we can send them to, friends that they can go to, people that they can hang out with um, that are quite out of the box because Greece is a very, very conservative place and not all the churches are places where young people really want to go to. So it's really cool to see that things are changing after so, so, much, much, so much prayer and so many years of really um, difficult ground that, peop that there's a lot changing. People uniting and people working together. And yeah, so there's, there's a little bit. Do you want to tell the story of uh, um, Amir? That's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Tell that story. Okay, so there's a, there's a couple different stories, but one of the testimonies that stood out to us the most was um, Amar. Um, he came to us just for three days from Belgium. Well, he's not from Belgium, but that's where he lives now. Um, he's actually an Iraqi refugee, and he had just a month before he came to us, he had... It, he had taken a boat. Um, he had been. Tr he paid a trafficker to set to take a boat from Turkey to Greece, and then he m made his way west to Belgium, where it's the easiest place to get political asylum status. And um, he immediately got you know enrolled in school and everything, and had started. And he needed a break. Um, he didn't even know where his family was. They left Iraq the day after their house blew up in an air raid. Um, he's from Mosul. Mosul. His dad was one of the top generals in Saddam's army, so he, they grew up very wealthy. And then when they left, they had nothing. And they moved back and forth from many different uh, places in like, uh, from like Kuwait and Dubai staying with different relatives and friends and family. And then he decided he needed to, you know, make a decision about what he was going to do. So he ended up making his way west. And he came to us, and it was, it was like, it was just an amazing connection. He sat during our Bible studies with us every morning. We read um, through, we actually read through the Gospel of John this summer and the Book of Acts and after breakfast, and the guests are welcome to read with us. So we had a lot of guests who would join us and. He would sit and read with us every morning and ask a lot of questions and ask us to pray for him and his family and said that he would. And it was really interesting because he's a very devout mo Muslim. And back story, too, what happened to him in Mosul in the, in the fight between the Americans and ISIS, right? Was he, was he the one wounded? Yes. Yeah. He was actually shot by an American soldier um, in p playing soccer one day um, as a 10-year-old. And so it was really interesting to see like how he grew up but had zero hate at all towards Americans, kn knowing we were Americans. Um, the guy just had a huge heart. So a really crazy story. Um, and he, yeah, he prayed with us. He asked us to pray for him. He mess he's messaged us since, and he said, I'm bringing my family one day because this place is like amazing, and I'm going to come back. So that was... That was really special. Um, we had another guy named Matt um, who came, who's from Portland, 
and he is quite new agey and he'd had some experience with Christianity and he after a couple days of hanging out with us very deep discussions asking us really interesting questions had said you know I'm really happy to say that I can go back to the U.S. and tell my friends that I finally met some Christians who I can say are different than anything I've ever experienced. He goes, I have not had good experiences. And he said, this is real. This is different. So those are, those are things like that when people that, that really, really hits, hit me hard. Yes. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a picture of mm-hmm. what, is this, is that a hotel there? Is it a restaurant? It's a guest house. We're going to s- yeah. switch. So like yeah. Switch. yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, maybe that's, we could start some pictures now, just Can a little bit of the house. It's, so it's just open during the summer season. So this is kind of a view. That's not our house, but we're right be- we're behind that, so that's kind of our view. So basically, we it's not a big place. We can only sleep 14. So we have two private rooms for couples, and then we have our we've converted our living room into like a hostel. So there's nine like bunk beds. So in the morning we have breakfast. We serve breakfast that's included, and then sometimes we do meals in the evenings, kind of depending on who's around. Some people are real focused on their schedule of what they want to do around the island. Um, but a lot of times we do meals with people or we hang out with them. We go to the beach or we take them to do things around the island like local spots. And so you have breakfast we do every morning after breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was this the house? Yeah. This was a house that we lived in, our, our whole family. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So Johanna and Israel and Shepard got to visit us this summer. So that was really cool. Yeah, and so this is one of our favorite beaches, uh, sort of local. <laughs> this was my birthday. Um, we tend One of the things about the guest house is that we tend to have a lot of local people visit as well as the guests when we have meals and stuff. So it's really cool because our house has kind of been a meeting place. And um, this summer we had some Greeks tell us, hey, thanks for being the face and the image of hospitality, which is so crazy to hear from Greeks. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, oops. Well, I don't think. Yeah, these are all like places near our house, so it's a. This is a baptism. Um, the, the people that run the Christian coffee house, um, this, they've been open two years, and so this was um, a guy who's in our community, the first baptism that we got to have, and so that was a really special time for a Greek um, to be baptized. This is our breakfast table, our table that we, um, our favorite table at the house where a lot of, um, some of our most amazing conversations and times are spent with the guests. So we've got a lot of, yeah, that's our balcony. Yeah. So we do a lot. We like to arrange uh, a lot of uh, fun activities with guests, like going to certain beaches or bowling or hiking our Sumerian Gorge, which is the largest gorge in Europe. It's 17 kilometers, starting from the top of the mountains down to the sea, the Libyan Sea. So that's the gorge. That's inside of it. One, and this is a, I put this photo of everyone taking a nap. One of the things that we pray um, a lot for um, as volunteers is that when people come that they would really be blessed and that they would sleep well in their rest because we have had countless people who've come who aren't able to sleep they are either like 
they just can't sleep at night or they're going through something and they get anxiety or they have really bad dreams. And it's interesting because we've had so many stories of people say they haven't slept so good as when they come here. I mean, and we have some people who snore too. Let me tell you, we hear about it the next morning, <laughs> but people still sleep well. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Well, this is our breakfast table, so sorry that it's not. So this is Anna. She's um, a volunteer that came last summer, and she's been a missionary around the world within um, Christian hospitality, and she feels like the Lord is calling her to create long-term, so we're really blessed about that. And this is her boyfriend, and he's a really good carpenter. So we were able to do a lot of projects this summer. They built a coffee table, a tile coffee table, and two cool chairs out of pallets this summer so that was really neat this is our bible study here's matt the guy i just shared about um, from portland here's one of our dinners yeah it's another birthday at the house costa and Karis got to visit us this summer too so that was cool this is a beach by our house this is our friends the ones who run the coffee shop it's called anamnesi it means renown or remembrance in Greek, and so this is the the coffee shop down there. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, Do you want to share some stuff? Yeah. Well, I wanted to give. The, it's just so wonderful. I'm the visionary, so I have the easy job in one hand. Um, uh, 2014, after my family left, in 2013, I was back on a cold, rainy depressing day and, and you know struggling with where we were going to go from there I knew it wasn't over um, and I thought I would leave my bones in that place and to, to actually come back here seemed like a retreat and but I knew God was still up to doing something and that's when he gave the vision to do a Christian hostel and so I also want to give a shout out to some of the original ones. Uh, not only Re Rebecca was there in two, was it 2015, but Jeremy and uh, Karas, who helped us get started. And uh, it was pretty messy the first summer. Um, but the I can't wait till you – Karas got to come back and see a little bit of it. Jeremy will be back. But his life was rocked by, by getting out. You know, and I was going over the first couple of verses of Luke 10 today and uh well some some new revelation i was pondering the the 70 you know and the relationship with jesus and how that all worked we don't have a lot of information but everything jesus did was i mean he never did anything just randomly and and how these these guys were uh were sent out and uh, how it all worked and the significance of the 70 how there were 70 prophets under moses you know, the school of prophecy, the prophets, and then how the, they were supposed to be 70 nations in the world at that time, according to Genesis. And, and everything had significance in how he sent them out. And then it says in Luke 2, to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. Yeah, Luke 10, too, sorry. But that word in, in Greek, uh, send out, is much more forceful. It's not just send out. It's all. It's almost drive out. And in fact, Spurgeon, I read a quote today that just kind of rocked me. He said, "It's like it, it's used. That word is used, um, almost casting out a demon, S really forcefully sending out, sending them out. Yeah. And and the idea is, and he said, 
that same power needs to send ministers out. <laughs> and, and I think we, we need to do a better job at the church to really pray that these would, uh, people would be sent out to the harvest. Uh, and, um, and I think back to the student volunteer movement. The best, and, and the best students went out. It wasn't something you did because you couldn't do anything else. The best went out. On the, and the uh, Moravians, the 100-year prayer movement, they sold themselves into slavery to go out. And I, I, I think of, I, I remember a month ago meeting Rebecca here, who I'll be sharing in a minute, and how her heart is to go out. You know, no more are you comfortable in this country once you've tasted that. And, and when you go travel, just taking those steps, God cha- rocks your world. And um, also, as we went around Greece, we would always pray, the Lord led us to pray for those, those houses of peace when we'd go into these villages. Some of the villages are really dark. Maybe you have some experience with that. And some of them were different, but we would pray for those people of peace to meet them, you know, and that God has already been working on their hearts. So those kind of things, uh, they're exciting, you know, to go out and to get out if uh, to just experience what the Lord, would, how he could rock your world by, by moving out of, of your comfort zone. So we're continually praying and encouraging, exhorting people to get out. Uh, Cree, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let me let me. A lot of us here, so how can we feel involved in what's going on here? Sure. And we want to hear from you. Yeah, um, I I just I just want to finish something and then we can answer that. Um, as far as what you were saying about um, being sent out and going out and it being messy sometimes, I'm thinking back to the beginning of the summer and um, all this has been an amazing journey, but it has been messy and it has been exhausting. And it has been painful, too, like physically sometimes and emotionally. Um, So it isn't easy all the time. We had a massive flood at the beginning of the summer, like with with a guest, like waking up and like stepping in water all over the place and having to fix that, like lost my brakes going down a hill um, in the car. And it was just like things like that. But I kind of like to say to myself, wow, I kind of grew up this summer. (laughs) I had to take care of things I didn't ever have to do before. But one of the things that was so strong and I felt like the Lord really gave me this word this summer about I feel God is calling our generation it might seem obvious but it just felt so strong to really be wild at heart and like teaching me what like what it is like to be wild at heart what is Jesus saying to us to be wild for his heart Um, being out of the box like wild for the things that he's calling us to do radical obedience, faith, to like go into those things that seem super impossible. Like you have a dream in your heart, oh, it's too difficult. Uh, Not many people get to go into this field or whatever. But I think, you know, as Johan and I were talking this week, God doesn't equip the called, or he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. So I've just, it's been something that has been, I've been telling people all summer, like, hey, you need to hold on to what's in your heart because he's called you to be wild in your heart for him. Because he was, and he's living inside of you. So, yes, um, 
in answer to Johanna's question, I think like one of the things that I have found in Crete, um, and I've had so many people ask me like, who prays for you? Um, who's your prayer support? And I'm like, uh, well, I know people pray for me, but I don't know necessarily who prays for me or I don't hear from them. So that's one of the things that is really big for us as a team is like having people pray for us and also like maintain contact in like wanting to hear. And I think we obviously it goes both ways. Like we need to be updating people and stuff, but like having a, a prayer support um, and is really, is really big uh, as far as that on our end. Um, and your question as well was, what to do, what you're doing, how to do things here, like what when you don't feel like uh, necessarily. Yeah. Are you wanting to answer that? Yeah, but she's specifically talking about here. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh well, like so specifically, right? Financially supporting as well. But um, one of the things that I remember from being in the Harvest Project is a lot. uh, We talked a lot about going out, and we talked. We did talk about missions. But I think personally, for me, I just remembered like how how would we go out into something bigger if we're not starting in our own sphere of influence? So. I think like with our neighbors, with in our work environment, like maybe you know your cashier, Karen and Naomi know fresh t- or the the fresh and natural foods and the Trader Joe's ladies very well, and so it's I think it's really being able to be a light to people wherever you are. I remember one time this summer we were at a beach and um, a new friend just said, "Hey." let's go pray for this lady. She's, she's on crutches walking by us. And we just went and said, Hey, like we like to pray for people. Um, if they look like they're in pain, could we pray for you? Now that kind of thing does not happen in grace. Not at all. And she was super blessed. And she said like the pain was going away, right? Like right after we had prayed. So I remember things like that in the harvest project. And I, and I hear when I hear stories of people doing that here, it really impacts people. Um, one of the things that I have found too is like opening up your home here because I don't know, I think the culture, our culture is so busy that people talk often, we all, we all have to just plan ahead all the time. But a lot of times when you have kind of an open door policy, when people start to feel comfortable to come into your home, kind of wherever they're at in their life, like for a meal or come over for coffee, like sometimes maybe it's just to hang out. Like, hey, can you, I can't, I have to fold laundry, I have to cook, but you're welcome to just come hang out. And a lot of times people just, that's that's a huge way to reach out to people is just kind of being there. I would say, and I want to hear if if you have any thoughts, Johanna, too, because you you were there this summer. You got to witness it. You've been, you lived in that house. You've been around the world, but I I was feeling today when we get together to pray, we need to really pray that the Lord would would really really drive out, send people out, really put on their hearts. So we we definitely need people, 
And um, we definitely need to send people from where we are, too, because we're called, Creed is called very strategically to impact the Muslim world surrounding us. In fact, um, I'm a little bit, I'm such a visionary, I'm tormented by vision sometimes. When I met Rebecca a month ago, automatically said she's going to be one of our missionaries from Crete, too, not only from here. And I've been telling him, yeah, you've got to meet our new missionary when she comes. She's going to come sometime because, you know, she could fly right from Istanbul, which is a hub of the Middle East, right to uh, Crete and have a place of rest. And then we could send out people. We need, the Greeks are, think that their life is so rough because the economy, uh, they're like a test of the bankers and the Europeans and all that. They, they've gone through a lot, but nothing like the real difficulties. And I'm, my calling is to the church to build unity, community church. And it's like where the church was community at one time 2,000 years ago. And it is uh, so difficult. It's like we're reading it and then trying to apply it. It just, it, the traditions are so strong. And I think our house is meant to be that, like a microcosm of that. We had a church in our house. Uh, yeah. And uh, we want to infiltrate the U.S., you know, get the U.S. base people and, and be like this one Matt guy who was a guy from the base because they don't have places to go. It's government church on the base. And uh, they're controlled, and it's it's difficult. They need a family outside, so we did that for years. But we want, you know, we want to do that, and we have a heart to to model for other people unity. We invest a lot in the community, you know, like we have community. Our cars are used as community cars for other co people. For you know, we've done a lot of that kind of stuff, and it's sometimes it's, it's uh, it seems like two steps forward, one step back, like that Greek dance. But by God's grace, I believe we're going forward in faith. So we want to get her in here, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Come on up. Yes. Yes. Right, you you right. coordinate the time and all that. Wow, yeah, Kathy. Supporting it all. My mom said, why do you want to go to Greece? It's full of rocks. And I, so we went. Of course, it's Greece is the terrain is completely full of rocks, but the whole spiritual ground is totally full of rocks. So just the perspective of me going back, I really feel, I mean, I really s saw, even though it was just two weeks there, even the ground is still full of rocks, but there's a lot less of them, and the soil is getting really much more fertile. So that was a huge encouragement to me because I really struggle with leaving, but also I struggle with going back there if I was called to go back there because it's such a tough place. So I'm really thankful for for what's what's happened. And it was a blessing because Kathy, I brought her back a little quick after a year. I think she was there five weeks. And, um, you know, there's a lot of wounded people. You see these pictures and people will come to Crete and they stay, but they're, 
it's a the church is a mess the community is a mess and people get wounded a lot so Kath, it was great for uh, people to come back and see for Johanna to come back for Carson Costa to be there for Kathy to be back so anyway Israel Israel and I saw a difference and it just the way everyone saw it, and I can't wait till Jeremy gets back soon. Yes, let's pray. And Thank you so much. Welcome to come. Yeah. Right. Father, I thank you for this community here, this house, um, the hearts of the people here to just to want to be your hands and feet. Um, I just I ask in the coming days that you would just empower each and every one of us to be just to be who you've called us to be, um, to be confident in who we are in you and confident um, in what you're leading us to do. I pray if there's anyone that's here that is like unsure of where you're leading them in their life or just even in this season, Lord, I pray for for clear um, that you would be speaking clearly. I pray just that they would be, you know, stepping out in different areas. Uh, I pray just that you would teach us more of what it's like to be hospitable, um, what it's like to um, really love strangers, because that's kind of the, that's actually the word. It really means just to show, like, this priceless gift of just loving and welcoming people, um, wh whatever that means. Um, and so, Lord, I, I thank you that you've given us so much of that in your gospels of how we can walk that out. And yeah, so we, I pray that you would just be speaking <laughs> here, empowering and just giving vision to, to people here on how they can support or how they can go and what that looks like. And I pray you provide the resources and the people and the connections and the networking Lord for whatever you are calling um, the everyone to be walking into. And Father, yes, um, we do pray that that someone here and more than one would really, you would be just speaking so intently in their heart that they are called to, to do something different, maybe follow the dreams that you put in their heart to go forth. And as Be Rebecca was praying, I was just... Uh, the vision I have to see a local uh, place, maybe in was you know half an hour or so from the cities, which would be like a farm stay type of ministry, that people could be involved in that. That you would bring that about, where we could invite people to come and do that locally. Lord, houses of prayer all over the world that you would send forth this this model of of places of hospitality and prayer. It's like you start a church 
in an indirect way. So we pray for that. We pray for that all over the world. Continue to stir people, to move them out. Drive them out, Lord. Drive your children out <laughs> to the harvest. And we just pray for Rebecca as she shares to light her words. And I, we're excited for her and what you're called, her in for what you're calling her to do. And she's leaving this week. And we just bless her sharing and her time and her ministry. Amen. hear me okay okay so how many minutes five minutes three minutes okay okay so this is just um it's just this was a couple years ago in turkey in cappadocia um near ephesus or whatever but um those are with some syrian refugees christian refugees actually coptic assyrian people that was um so I was joining some group and we were kind of doing some ministry with the refugees and meeting in their homes with them and just sitting with them and listening to their stories and praying with them and encouraging them and it was really amazing. There's so many different types and levels of refugee like you know there's so many different types of refugees out there so it's really um, humbling to be able to be a part and to listen to their stories. There's so many sad stories but they're amazing people and you can really learn a lot from them and their attitude and their strength despite what they're going through and um, anyways so I am Jesse's brother Rebecca and we grew up sister. I meant to say sister <laughs> <laughs> Jesse is my brother <laughs> I am his sister um, so anyways so we grew up in Uzbekistan and um, as some of you may not know it's near all the other stans <laughs> So, and it used to be part of Russia. So they, it's a Turkic culture. Um, the background is like Mongolia and all of that stuff. So it's got like a Turkic, Asian, Mongolian-ish, but with a Russian history. So it's very interesting. Yes. So uh, we speak Uzbek there, which is a Turkic language, but they also speak uh, Russian. So and then in the city that we grew up, and this is my sister Miriam, and her husband. So. Um, Anyways, so in the city that we grew up in, in Samarkand, I'm sorry, I don't have more pictures um, next time. But they speak a lot of Tajik, which is like Persian, Farsi. So anyways, that's our background. And so obviously with that, my heart is for the world. And um, so once I finished university, I was actually at Bethany College of Missions and then here at Northwestern. 
Um, so I've been doing a lot of traveling and trying a lot of different things and different places through different connections. And with the language, like I, I love languages so I can speak a lot of these languages in these countries. So I've been in Turkey a lot of time and Kyrgyzstan and just some other places. And being able to speak the language with these people is really wonderful. So God brings a lot of opportunities and connections. So one place um, that's really been special and dear to me is Turkey. And being able to speak Turkish, I learned it very easily because it's very similar to Uzbek. So um, just being able to meet lots of people, staying with them, mostly I'm with the local people. Um, so it's really uh, wonderful to be able to just befriend them. And just God brings a lot of opportunities and talks and staying with you know different refugee people, staying with Kurdish families or just so many different wonderful people who God brings, like you say, people of peace and families of peace. And, you know, so... It's really um, humbling to be able to be to be there as a walker of Jesus's presence, and so um, this last year, as I was in Turkey for about five months, I was in this small city called Kütahya. It was like uh, five months, uh, uh, five hours south of Istanbul, and um, it's by the mountains. And there's a lot of refugees there from Iraq, from Afghanistan from Iran, from Ethiopia, just from different places. And it's a very, like, there's a lot of university students. So very diverse. And there were a few, like, foreign, like, um, Jesus workers there. And so I would meet with them, and I was staying with these people. And I was renting with some other girls from Egypt, Turkey. Anyways, and I was going to be teaching at a language school in English. But then I made a mistake with my visa, so I had to, I was, I had to leave Turkey. So um, with all of that, but my heart is obviously for the refugees there and with a lot of the Arab refugees and the Iraqi refugees and Iranian refugees. So one girl that I met there who was actually from Minnesota too, who has been living in Turkey for the past <coughs> few years, teaching English as well. We both ended up coming back to America at the same time, and we both had the heart to work with refugees. So we are going on Wednesday, well, next, next week, we're going to Lebanon to work with the Syrian-Palestinian refugees in, um, it's Zahle, it's like, I don't know how far away it is from Beirut, I forget, but it's in the Beqa Valley, so there's many, many refugees there, there's a refugee camp, so there's this uh, humanitarian aid group that we found. It's not Christian, but it's, they do a lot of work with the refugees there, so we're going to be joining them for maybe a month or more. So I'm excited to sh for that opportunity to be able to love them with Jesus' love, and even the volunteers, no, no. I was in Egypt. And so I'm learning some, I'm growing in my Arabic because I love languages, so. And you have a one-way ticket, huh? Yes, I have a one-way ticket, yeah. So. Do you have plans yet for after Lebanon? Or yes, after Lebanon, inshallah, I will go to Turkey with my friend. She's going to try to get back into Turkey, so I agreed to go with her so she would not be alone. And then we'll maybe visit some people there, and she wants to try to stay there and work if possible, if God will works that out. But I'm planning on going after that back to Kyrgyzstan, um, which is where my brother will be so I'll, I might meet my brother in Turkey he says hello yeah. he's in Turkey right now starting up the week of the refugee work with the Syrians as well and so um, I'll meet with him in Turkey and then we might go to Kyrgyzstan together and then I'll probably stay there for depending how long I could stay there depending on money and everything and work so is that where your parents are? my parents right now are in Turkey but they are coming back I think the next couple of days Yes, to America. And they're planning on going to Kazakhstan, actually. 
to live and work. So everything in God's timing. So yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But my parents are working on like the residential visa right now. They're actually getting that. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Cause uh, it depends. Every country is different. Yeah. So we shall see. How long have I been kind of doing this? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I grew up in Uzbekistan, so I s- grew up speaking Uzbek and Russian and some Tajik, which is like Farsi, which is what Iranians and Afghans speak, or Dari. And um, then the, the these languages, Uzbek language is a Turkic language, so it connects me to all the other Turkic languages, Turkish, Uyghur, Kyrgyz, Kazakh, <laughs> Azeri. And then a lot of those languages have a lot of Arabic words and roots, so it connects me to Arabic, which is kind of cool. I was born in Pakistan. Just don't ask any more questions. You'll get it. It's just going to go. Yes. So we know we can pray for, you know, safe travel and provision and God to guide you where to go and all that kind of stuff. What are some other specific things that we can be praying for? You know, (laughs) it gets tiring traveling around a lot of different places as, you know, just me. It gets very tiring. It's wonderful and, like, amazing, and I don't regret it. And God does cool things and a lot of connections and uh, experiences. But it gets very tiring. And so last year I wanted to stay in Turkey, stay there, work, you know. And I was part of this Bible study church thing and inviting all these people because I'm a people person. So I like to invite people. So I was inviting people all the time. But then I had to leave, so I just want to be somewhere, you know, find my place. And, you know, sometimes it takes steps to get where you feel God wants you to be, you know, and so there's setbacks. And so I'm just trusting God that this is part of the journey for me to be where he wants me to be, to be able to be free for him to use me the way that he's gifted me, you know. So that's the main thing, that he would open doors to have me be where he wants me to be, you know, to kind of just be his vessel. And that all these doors would work, work like how how he wants, how he leads, you know, in his <coughs> next trips. So, yeah. And steps are the verse, you know, if anyone is not willing to forsake father and mother and family connections, you know, and the way you, uh, you clearly Abani connection, Abani family, all of it is <coughs> going in unison. So you may not connect, it together you still go out, and you know what's going to come. Bless together. you. Praise God. So let's pray for Rebecca. And anybody who feels specifically led to pray, come on up. Rebecca and Chris can pray with her, sure. Father, it's humbling to to uh, come up and bless your servant. We just thank you for her. We thank you for how you've prepared her for this mission. We thank you for the sacrifice of her family. Um, When I think about the sacrifice of our family, it seems so little compared to to this because they're going and they're in such difficult areas. We just pray you would be, your presence would go with her. 
everywhere she goes and uh, we we hear her heart's cry to have that that place where she would have a base mm -hmm. uh, there in in Turkey but we also want to be that for her whether it's here in Minnesota or in Crete mm -hmm. Lord uh, just give her your peace and joy as she goes forth and great I thank you for her teammates and her people that are going you said to go out with to and and as witnesses and to support each other. So we just pray for that all to come together and, and such amazing financial blessing on her. And we just bless her in every way in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless these feet in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because you said that blessing are the feet of those who hear your word. So as she goes, Lord, I just thank you that you are going before her and that you are preparing the way, that you're protecting her. Lord, I just pray for your angels to be around her. I pray that she would be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove, Lord. Um, and Lord, not not if, but when she gets lonely as she travels, may you lift her head, may you encourage her, Lord, as you surround her with people, um, as we know how you've created her to be. I know exactly how that is. It's really hard to be alone. And so, Lord, I just pray for... Yeah, I pray for that, Lord. I pray that she would be a part of a team, um, that you would just really prepare a place for her to call home, um, a people to call home, a team, a church, Lord, that you would, I mean, I know you have that, that ready and it's just being prepared. So I just bless her as she goes, Lord. I thank you that you are going to provide for her um, all of her needs, Lord. I pray that, yeah, that she'd be hearing your voice clearly as she goes. Thank you that you speak to her through this. And we bless her Amen. traveling mercies in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that you have already given her everything that she needs mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you would help her to walk into those gifts that you've given her to a greater degree and to a greater level of anointing and power and authority, that you would be guiding her um, every single day that she would hear your voice stronger and more clearly and more often than she ever has before. And not just for go here, do this, talk to this person, but for herself, just for her own life in God, that that would grow yes. during this season, that it would be a rich time um, where she could grow closer to you and that she would, um, you and her would have a level of intimacy that you haven't had before, uh, just a new level, a greater depth of her understanding and ex experiencing your love for her. And I pray b for the power as well, Father God, as she is out doing ministry, that you would um, show her where to go and who to talk to. And I pray for miracles. I pray miracles. that people would be healed. Mm -hmm. I pray for people who would normally would never be able to talk to her would talk to her and her friend. And, and I pray that as she's in the, even in Lebanon in the camp going around yeah. where they're not there, quote, unquote, um, in, as a Christian thing, that as they're there bringing a cup of cold water to those who need it and serving and blessing people, that you would use them mightily. Lord, in conversation, in love, in power, um, in miraculous things, Lord God. I pray that your your spirit would follow after her and go ahead of her and in ways that she's never experienced before and has wanted to see but hasn't <laughs> seen yet. And I pray, Lord, that um, people would see through her um, in, this, in that part of the world where it's so needed that they would see um, the freedom of a woman in Christ that they would see what it is to be a woman in Christ and the great freedom that you bring, that people in that part of the world often do not see yes. that kind of freedom. And I pray that she would just be a shining example, yes. Father God, 
of what it means to be a woman of God, and that it doesn't mean the things that they are taught yes. that it means. No. Amen. Uh, that that being a woman to Allah is is not <laughs> what we are called to be. That that you give us incredible freedom and incredible joy and incredible strength, Father God. And I pray that they could see that through her. And of course, we pray protection, Father God. I pray that you would send a few extra angels with her this yes. time. Yes, like secret service angels with big swords or something. And uh, that she would be protected and kept healthy and safe. And everybody she's traveling with and ministering to, I pray for your financial provision to be ridiculous. Yes, ridiculous. Uh, That she would have too much money, actually, is what I pray. Too much money. That she would have to be like, okay, God, I have too much money. Where where do you want me to give it now? Who do you want me to bless now? Because I've got too much. And I pray that that would be an awesome problem that she could learn to deal with. <laughs> Let me pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I have some photos just like that says pray for me if any one of you guys oh, yeah, yes. want yes. them. And if you want to, my email address is on there, but if you want, I can get some of your guys' email address and add you guys to my list. And that would be great. Sorry if I'm a little tired this morning. I had a big party last night. A lot of people over us. Yeah, and so like what you were saying, like wherever you are, like that God would use you wherever you are. Like I always have people around me, and I'm really thankful. I have people everywhere I go. I'm so blessed. So wherever we go, that we would be Jesus' love and light and have our home open, you know. So thank you, guys. Amen. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with his favor this week and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.